Before you make your dedication, I ask you, what is your desire? How will you accomplish this goal? What will be your contribution toward this goal? What do you consider your apostolate? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Schoenstatt Way of Life podcast. I'm your host, Julia Monin, author of The World is Noisy, God Whispers books. Those questions that I've just opened the show up this month with uh, might sound familiar to you, um, but they also might be questions that you haven't heard in a very long time. Those are questions that come as part of the Covenant of Love ceremony. So all of you that have entered into the Covenant of Love with the Blessed Mother, Queen Invictress of Schoenstatt, those were questions that were asked to you during that ceremony. It is where we are stating the intent of the candidates, where the priest before you asks those questions, and then, of course, the group makes of candidates makes these responses. I'm bringing this up on the podcast today for a couple reasons. One, um, in the state of Ohio, again, which is where I am from and part of the movement in Ohio and really where this podcast was birthed out of to begin with, um, we are getting ready to welcome a number of men and women into the covenant of love. They'll be making their covenant. This this podcast, of course, will air or it will post on the 18th of the month, as it always does. And then the following day, the 19th of the month, um, I think almost 100 people will be making their covenant of love. And so this is an episode directed towards them in gratitude for their covenant and gratitude for all the leaders and all everybody who, who really brought that group through. And of course, a reminder of all of us who have already made our covenant and are living in this, this covenant of love with the Blessed Mother. And of course, for all the groups preparing to start, a lot of those will start up in Lent as well. Um, but as I was thinking about that, and um, it's often that I go to these covenant ceremonies to help out with those who are making their covenant of love. And so I hear these questions all the time, or at least once a year. Um, but I'm guessing if you made your covenant once a while ago, and you're not in the habit of going to other covenant ceremonies, that these might be questions that you haven't heard again. And there's one in particular that has struck me um, today as I was preparing to be on the show with you today. And that is that last question. What do you consider your apostolate? And that's what we're going to focus our, our, um, our message on today. So before we do that, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God and open with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of our lives, for the gift of another day. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon us today as we gather, as we think, as we share, as we ponder the many and countless ways that you are at work in us and through us. We place this podcast, this episode, all of those making their covenant, those of us who have already made their covenant, all of the intentions of our hearts, all of those we promise to pray for, with great confidence into the hands of the Blessed Mother and her intercession as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So again, during the Covenant of Love ceremony, the candidates stand, and, and this is in the very opening of it, and the priests ask this question. Before you make your dedication, 
I ask you, in the presence of the Triune God and of our Mother Thrice Admirable, Queen and Victress of Schoenstatt, of our Father and Founder, Father Joseph Kentenich, and the members of the Schoenstatt family present here, what is your desire? And so the candidates, again, together, state what their desire is. How will you accomplish this goal? How will you accomplish this goal? And then the priest asks, what will your contribution toward this goal? What will be your contribution toward this goal? And then finally, what do you consider your apostolate? And the answer to that question is this, to do whatever God asks of us according to our personal mission and state in life. Our most effective apostolate will be the sanctification of our lives and the service of those entrusted to our care. The horizon of our apostolate is the spiritual and moral renewal of the whole church and world in Christ through Mary. We will consider it our task to follow God's plan into any field of apostolate he desires. Now, of course, this is a recording. So if you want to hear that again, you can just hit that fun little button. That'll take you back 10 seconds or so, and you can hear me reread that. I'm also going to um, put that in the show notes. So if you're a visual learner like me and you want to see it, you can go to the, the description of this episode and you can read it there. Um, but what is most striking to me, at least for now, and what we're talking about today, is the initial response to this question that we make as candidates preparing to make our covenant of love. What do you consider your apostolate? To do whatever God asks of us according to our personal mission and state in life. And then it ends with, we will consider it our task to follow God's plan into any field of apostolate he desires. And of course, this is different for each and every one of us. And that's one of the beautiful things, at least for me in particular, one of the things that attracted me most to the movement of Shunstop from the beginning is that there's so much freedom in the movement and how you live out your covenant demands. There's not necessarily a set uh, set routine of prayers that you're asked to pray each and every, uh, every day. There's not necessarily any certain obligations that you're asked to carry out. Of course, there's some, some guidelines, so to speak, right? And as a family, as a movement, there is a unique charism. And there are prayers, and of course, there are, um, you know, Our Lady's promises and demands and us entering into that as we fulfill our covenant demands faithfully. But at the end of the day, there's freedom for us as God's children to live our covenant of love out in the way that is most suitable to our personal mission and to our state in life. And that's a beautiful thing right? Especially for someone like me who doesn't like to be told what to do. Okay, just saying. Okay, but moving on. Um, When thinking about and hearing this question year after year, as again, I help with um, bringing the groups through and and help with that ceremony, and, and hearing that question year after year, it's always so striking that we answer as candidates that question. Essentially, our apostolate is to do whatever God asks us to do, right? And we trust that God will unveil that to us when and how he wants to unveil that to us and that we'll have the grace to respond to that, how God asks us to respond to that. Well, in a particular way, um, this, uh, this apostolic work in my own life has unfolded in, in ways unimaginable. I mean, when I was a candidate um, back in 2010, preparing to make my covenant of love, and I answered that question. Of course, I answered it honestly with all the fervor in my heart, but I certainly had no expectations of any specific concrete apostolic work that the Lord might one day call me to. Of course, fast forward now um, 13 years after making my covenant of love, and I see a concrete apostolic work um, that the Lord has, at least as I understand it today, called me to, again, at least for this moment in my life. 
And that work is the apostolate journeys revealed ministries. Our mission is to spread the love of Jesus by sharing the stories of our souls one intimate moment at a time. And this has been an apostolate that has, of course, been birthed out of my own conversion, which, of course, I've shared with you on this show before, which came after entrusting myself and um, our our marriage and my husband and doing the same thing um, into the hands of the Blessed Mother and her intercession and us really um, entering into our lives as adult Catholics and really figuring out what that means for the first time after we consecrated ourselves to the Blessed Mother. And so this apostolate has birthed um, from my own conversion. And of course, right after my conversion, I shouldn't say right after, years after, um, you know, I was really falling in love with the Lord and making a return to him um, in the sacrament of reconciliation and everything we've already talked about before. Um, I began writing and journaling and eventually those journals became books. And eventually these books were, I, I realized, you know what, I don't think I'm supposed to be the only one. I don't think I'm the only one who has a story to share who will never get picked up by a mainstream publisher, um, who God is at work in the life of, of his or her, her soul, and who maybe is supposed to put this in some written form, right? And so anyway, that is the Apostolate Journeys Revealed Ministries. And I'm, this is not a plug for that today, so I'm not going into all of that. But if you want to learn more about us, just go to the website journeysrevealed.com, and you can see how it's grown and developed and and meet the, the men and women who are, are working with us and for us and meet our other writers and all of that good stuff. But I am bringing it up today because of this question that we we answer and we are asked when we prepare to make our covenant, what do you consider your apostolate? And because I do want to share something with you, and I already thank you in advance for hearing me out for the rest of this episode, because this episode will be a little bit different than past episodes, perhaps. And that I want to share with you the news that I did recently release another book. This is my fourth book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. This one is subtitled The Second Daily Devotional. Um, I published a daily devotional back in 2017, no, 2019, I think, for the first time, 2019 for the first time. And this is the second one, um, a daily devotional. So one little thought, one for each day. Um, And I just released it November 1st of this year, so just a couple weeks ago. that is available for purchase on our website, journeysrevealed.com, and you're welcome to go there and check it out. But why am I bringing this up on this episode is because this book, in a special way, unlike any of my other books, is especially dedicated to the Blessed Mother. On the cover of this book is an image of the Blessed Mother, a statue that's in my home parish of her holding the child Jesus. And you can see the, the, the designer of the book, she always does such a beautiful job, but she really wanted to highlight the Blessed Mother's hands. And so on the cover of this book, and so even if you don't want to purchase it, you can see the cover on journeysrevealed.com. Go to our bookstore and you can see the book in there. Um, but you can see the Blessed Mother's hands on the front of the cover. And that was because I wanted to dedicate this book to the Blessed Mother. And in the opening pages on the dedication page, that's exactly what it says. To the Blessed Mother, I confidently entrust this work and my life itself into your gentle, caring hands. 
And unlike any of my other books, The Blessed Mother always makes appearance in all of my writings because she's a part of my life and I have a great devotion to her. And I consider her intercession the pivotal moment in my soul's journey that woke me up (laughs) and that actually got me on the path to following the Lord Jesus um, and striving to follow him as a faithful disciple and striving to love him with all my mind and all my soul and all my strength. And so I absolutely owe it to her and attribute to her and her intercession. So she's always in all of my books. Um, But in a particular way, she is sprinkled very heavily in this one. Again, this is just a daily devotional. So it's just little thoughts, one for each day. We're not like, we're not like mining depths. This is not super theological. It's not very intellectual. It's just something little, a little thought each day to help us stay focused on the Lord, on his love, to encourage us. And these are things that I wrote down during the year 2019, which was actually the year we founded Journeys Revealed Ministries. And so this was a very trying year in my life. Um, It was filled with doubts and fears and insecurities. And so I was in the habit at that time, um, after prayer every day, just writing, writing a little thought down um, to just remind me of that time with the Lord. So maybe it was a quote that, you know, I read in scripture, or maybe it was a quote I read from a, a saint that day that really like stuck, stuck out to me for some reason. Um, or maybe it was just like words of encouragement that I know I knew I needed to give myself or, you know, something like that. And so I wrote something down each and every day, and I wrote more down every week, and I took all of these things that I wrote in 2019 and put them into this book. So there was little thoughts here and there. But because this year was so trying to me, there was a lot of me reflecting on the Blessed Mother's role and the Blessed Mother's role not only in my life, but who the Blessed Mother was in her role as the the mother of God and watching, giving birth, of course, to Jesus and and watching her son grow and develop and, and then what it would be like to be with him at the foot of the cross and all of that. And so throughout this devotional are these little thoughts that are dedicated in a special way to the Blessed Mother or that at least get us thinking and, and perhaps even growing in our devotion to the Blessed Mother. So as I said, the book opens up with that to the Blessed Mother and me dedicating the book to her. And one of the first thoughts in the book is the encouragement um, for the reader to entrust this year into the hands of the Blessed Mother. Bring her with you every step of the way. And that's in the book at the beginning because in 2019, that's what I wrote to myself, right? That was the note I wrote to myself. Confidently entrust this year into the hands of the Blessed Mother. Bring her with you every step of the way. This devotional ends with the quote also to the Blessed Mother that reads, you won't know all of him until you know his mother. Without her, you are missing a most integral part of his identity. Get to know her and you will get to know him all the more. And so this devotional ends with that thought. So it begins with a dedication to the the Blessed Mother. It begins with that encouragement of entrust this year to her and then ends with Get, keep getting to know her, keep getting to know her, because the more you get to know her, the more you understand her son. And that is the idea. And that is her role as intercessor and, and mediatrix in, in our life and in the life of the church. But throughout the pages as well, amongst all these 366 different thoughts and ideas and words of encouragement are also different reflections to the Blessed Mother. And there's a couple that I want to talk about today, because I think these few that are, are in these pages are ones that kind of have an Advent kind of feel to them. Um, and of course, we look to the Blessed Mother. Um, we look to her as our example. We, we read in scripture 
She took all of these things and she pondered them in her heart. And so we look to her to, to imitate that pondering. What is that like to ponder the Lord's goodness, to ponder his love, to be people of deep interior lives, people of deep prayer? We look to Our Lady in a special way to imitate her virtues there. Um, and of course, Advent, we especially reflect on waiting, this, this idea of waiting, right? And we and Advent is such a beautiful time to reflect with the Blessed Mother and to seek her intercession in, in becoming people who um, wait well right? Who wait with our Lord, who wait with our lady, who learn how to do that. And of course, after, um, after the, the Lord Jesus, after the annunciation, this is what our blessed mother is doing as she is carrying the Lord Jesus in her womb. She's waiting, waiting on the birth of the savior. And this is what this beautiful season of Advent, which we will begin here soon is encouraging us to do as well to become people who wait in hope, who wait in joy, who wait in peace. And I don't know about you, but when I'm waiting on something, those aren't things that come naturally. So these are things that we have to learn. And so there's two reflections from the inside of this devotional, these pages that I want to read to you to really ponder with, um, to ponder with as we finish up this month's episode, to ponder as we enter into Thanksgiving and as we prepare for this season of Advent and and definitely to keep pondering as we go through this season of Advent. And so the first one is uh, what's listed as re- thought number 10 in this daily devotional. And it reads, from the beginning, Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Her reflecting, or in other words, her pondering, nourished her and strengthened her for what was to come. Our pondering will do the same. And so think about that. Wonder about that. Again, if you want to hear that again, just, you know, rewind 10 seconds, whatever it is. Wonder about that. How can we become people of greater interior, with greater interior lives, with, with uh, a greater imitation of Our Lady's virtue and ability to ponder, to contemplate, to wonder, to pray, to see God's goodness at work, even in the trials, right? Our pondering, our prayer will strengthen us. It will nourish us. And so think about that and wonder about that as we approach this season of Advent. The other one I want to mention is listed as thought number 225 in my new book in this devotional it reads mary strengthened jesus during his passion and jesus in carrying out the father's will strengthened her she wasn't just holding him he was also holding her mary strengthened jesus during his passion And Jesus, in carrying out the Father's will, strengthened her. She wasn't just holding him. He was also holding her. I know there's some meat to that, and I know that takes more for us to just sit with and to wonder about and, again, to ponder. And there's a reason for that. 
in my writing, in my books, and I don't do this to like leave the reader hanging. You have to remember, I wasn't writing these things down for an audience. I was writing these things down as I was growing in my own life of prayer for myself, right? Just to remind me and to help me continue to grow in the life of prayer and to remind me of the many ways the Lord was at work in in the life of my soul. And so a lot of my writings or a lot of the things that I say kind of are open-ended. And there's a reason for that. And that reason is to invite the person into greater intimacy, into greater depths, and to ponder more and more um, what this all means. And so with that being said, I'm going to leave you with that one to continue to ponder (laughs) and to wonder about, and again, as we approach this season of Advent. Um, So please do that. I encourage you to do that and wonder about that and wonder about what that all means. Okay. Okay. And as you wonder about what that all means, let me bring all of this together. So why are we talking about this today to begin with? And what does this have to do with you making your covenant of love and with all of the people in Ohio preparing to make their covenant of love in this month and for all of those preparing to enter um, classes, you know, maybe perhaps in Lent or whatever it might be. Go back to where I began with those questions that were asked in those um, opening um in the opening parts of the covenant of love ceremony, when we are stating our intent as candidates, before you make your dedication, the priest says, I ask you, what is your desire? How will you accomplish this goal? What will be your contribution toward this goal? And what do you consider your apostolate? This is the main question I'm asking all of you or inviting all of you or encouraging all of you to pray about this month. Again, as we prepare to enter into this season of Advent, what is your apostolate? How is the Blessed Mother at work unfolding this in your life, in your soul? Um, How is the Lord at work encouraging you as, as you fulfill the duties of your state in life? So as you ponder this question, what is your apostolate? Let me read to you the answer again. To do whatever God asks of us according to our personal mission and state in life. Our most effective apostolate will be the sanctification of our lives and the service of those entrusted to our care. The horizon of our apostolate is the spiritual and moral renewal of the whole church and world in Christ through Mary. We will consider it our task to follow God's plan into any field of apostolate he desires. So to do whatever God asks of us. Our most effective apostolate will be the sanctification of our lives and the service of those entrusted to our care. My dear friends, don't overthink the answer to this question. Don't overthink the answer to this question. Certainly, your apostolate doesn't have to be going out and actually forming an actual apostolate and getting getting all of that paperwork taken care of and getting a team around you and doing all of that like like the Lord, at least for this time in my life, is calling me to do. But our apostolate is to allow him to continue to sanctify us, to grow us in holiness, and to sanctify as he grows us in holiness, to use us as an instrument of conversion in the lives of those around us. So lots to ponder. Go back, listen to that again. Listen to that question. Go back and re-listen perhaps to those thoughts I read from the devotional and chew on that. Chew on that as we prepare to enter into this season of Advent, the season of waiting with the Blessed Mother. Mary took all of these things and she pondered them in her heart. May we become people who learn to do that as well. 
to grow in our lives of prayer, to grow in our, our ways that we ponder our Lord's goodness and our Lord's love as he grows us in that love of him and love of our neighbor. My dear friends, as always, it's a blessing, an honor, a privilege to be with you on the episode. Please keep all of us in your prayers, especially keep those in your prayers who will be making their covenant of love soon. Um, and know that we're always united in the covenant in our prayers. And as we round out this episode, let's go ahead and pray our consecration prayer together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you, I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my entire self without reserve. As I am your own, my good mother, guard me and defend me as your property and possession. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm.